Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone. I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Have a great guest with me at this time. In June, they released a killer new music video for the return and will embark on the return of tour starting on September 29th. Please welcome the lead vocalist of Sleep Signals. He is Robert Cosgrove. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. For joining me, I was very excited when I saw that uh, you guys would be embarking back on tour uh, coming up in September. So very excited for you guys! Hell yeah, man! We're we're really pumped to be back out on the road. It's been a long time coming, so we're we're really happy to be back out. For sure, I know uh, you've discussed this on you know obviously multiple different uh, interviews and podcasts and all that. So I won't stick on this topic for too long, but I did want to ask. So you know, I saw a lot of support. Uh, after the accident, I saw people sharing the GoFundMe and stuff. Did you see yourself like about a year later returning back to touring? Um, no, to be honest. I mean, not not this soon. Um, just after all the injuries that everybody sustained in the wreck, and uh, you know, I mean, the the just the severity of the whole thing. Um, you know, we lost all of our gear, lost everything. Um, I, I definitely did not see us, uh, you know, being able to turn this around and, and, and get back on the road within a year. Um, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty amazing to be honest. Like I, I, it's it's been kind of a whirlwind this this whole experience. So um, it, it doesn't even seem like it's been a year. It seems like it's been like a few months or something. But um, yeah, it's been it's been crazy, man. Well, I'm, again, I'm very happy for you guys that you you are returning to tour. I know, obviously, it was very, uh, you know, a, a very huge accident for you guys and with everyone involved, plus with your gear and all that stuff. So I, I'm glad you guys are getting back and uh, sooner than expected too. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we're we're so stoked to be back. I, I can't even words can't express, man. <laughs> so I, I did want to talk about. So you are obviously is returning to tour as we already discussed so like what can people expect from the return of tour um i think it's going to be a really special tour um i think it's going to be the most special tour we've ever played to be honest um i'm i'm so much looking forward to um just being able to experience you know the 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 joy of us being on stage i think is gonna is is gonna kind of like go out into the crowd and, the, and that's gonna come back to us and like uh, I just can't, uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like stepping foot on that first stage, uh, getting back. Um, there's just going to be so much positivity bouncing off the, the room. 
Um, and it's, it's really cool. Uh, with the exception of the first date on this tour, like most of these are really small rooms, um, just like two, 300 cap rooms. So, um, we expect a lot of sellouts on this, on this, uh, tour and, uh, it's just going to be packed in, you know, hot, sweaty, uh, rock and roll shows. So we're, we're really looking forward to that. Um, I think it's just going to add such an interesting dynamic to, to what's already really an interesting dynamic. Oh, definitely. For sure. I know it's mostly, uh, it's out on the West coast. Unfortunately, I'm in you know, Indiana, so I won't be able to catch you guys, even though hopefully with uh, more touring, I will be able to see you guys, but, uh, for you and, uh, sleep signals, how'd you guys, like, how are you preparing for tour? Is it going to be different compared to preparing for previous tours or like, what do you do to prepare for tour? Yeah. So, and, and I do just want to touch really quick too. Like we are working on more dates. So like we're working really hard to get out your way. Um, and, and we're, we're, you know, we have a lot of ground to cover and, uh, you know, we haven't played anywhere in a year. So, you know, we, we have like the entire U S that we need to cover and it's going to take some time, but we are working on it. That's very um, good to hear. But, uh, yeah, as far as, um, preparation for tour and everything, um, I do think it will be different. Um, you know, I, I know that like everybody's so excited to be back out on tour and playing shows and hanging out with people and meeting new people and doing the things that we love to do, the, the cool parts of tour. Um, traveling has always been a really cool part of tour for me too. Um, just being able to like see different locations and try different foods and eat the, you know, eat the local foods that everybody likes in that area. And, you know, go check out the cool restaurants or places that everybody is stoked about in that area. Um, but the other side of the travel thing, like nobody is terribly excited to like be back in a bus or a van or anything like that again. <laughs> um, so it's going to take some getting used to. Um, we just, um, backing up for a second, like the, the bus that we were in a wreck with was actually a rental because our transmission on our bus had blown like a few days prior. So fortunately or, or unfortunately, I guess, however you want to look at that, we like to try to find the silver linings. Uh, but our bus was actually intact. So we, we just got our bus back, uh, like a month ago. And I know that we're looking into different ways that we can try to, um, better secure everybody and make sure that everybody is, is, you know, as safe as possible anyway. You, you know, when you're on the road, you know, we play usually at least a hundred shows a year. Um, when you're on the road that much, um, you know, things are going to happen. It's just like, it's, you know, it's happened to a lot of other bands too. It's just part of being on the road. So all we can try to do is just like better prepare and uh, try to make sure we're, we're as safe as possible and just take as much of that risk away. So as far as prep for tour, like that's one of the big things. And then, um, you know, just like rebuilding our, our, our rig. Um, we lost all of, like I said, all of our equipment and our production stuff. So um, over the past couple months, we've been, uh, we've just been, you know, repurchasing all of our gear and trying to piece that all back together. Um, our live rig is finally, it's about 98% complete. Um, we also, uh, we decided to up our production game this time. Um, so our production is, is like pretty on par with any, any like headlining band you're ever going to see, you know, like we've got like some pretty legit production going. Um, so we've just been working really hard on preparing all that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, just working hard behind the scenes to kind of get all that stuff back ready to be on the road. 
Well, that's really awesome to hear. I, you know, I can definitely understand about, you know, about being in a bus again. I'm, I guess that it's definitely a silver lining that it wasn't um, your actual bus. It was a rental. Hopefully you had insurance and everything was all sorted out. But um, definitely, like, uh, it's really, uh, you guys really had to build back everything that was, either, you know, because of the accident. And I'm glad to hear that you guys uh, got a lot of your stuff back. The rigs are complete. You got the production uh, to rival many uh, headlining bands. Sounds like this is almost like a, a new chapter for uh, Sleep Signals. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll shout out like things like Visa because because that's that's it's, it's all on credit. So now we got to go work all that stuff off. Uh, but yeah, like so, um, it is. It, it's it's kind of it is really kind of a new chapter for us. And uh, you know, we've been working really hard in the studio uh, recently as well. And uh, you know, this experience definitely gave us a lot to write about. And, uh, you know, um, I, I think, um, you know, the, the new music that we're about to start releasing, um, you know, sometime next year, it's, it's going to be, um, it, it's, it's just different in a good way. I mean, like there's, it, it's just more emotion, you know, like, like we, we have a serious thing to write about, you know, so like it's, um. I think it is like it's it's the start of a new chapter for us. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You guys, I think you guys have a lot to say. Uh, you know, coming up with the music, especially you have a lot of uh, you know experiences and um, things like that to fuel more music. So I definitely look forward to uh, you know next year uh, hearing some new music. But I did want to talk about you guys released a killer music video for the return back in June. How was it like creating the music video? Um, so the interesting thing about that video, it's, it's, it actually ended up kind of just being a really big ironic kind of thing. Like, so we wrote that song probably 2018, 19. Um, we recorded it in, uh, I want to say 2020, maybe 2019. And it was actually supposed to come out in 2020. And then when the COVID pandemic hit, canceled all of our tours, we postponed the release of the EP. Um, and then uh, when we started doing things again at the beginning of 2021, um, we released uh, four music, well, we released three music videos um, for Means, Digital Sleep, and uh, The Victim. And then we had also filmed The Return at that same time. So we filmed that in early 2021. And then it was supposed to come out like midway through our run with POD and From Ashes to New when we had the wreck, supposed to come out like midway through that tour. We only got two days into that run with them. Um, so we just never dropped the video because obviously everything was going on. So um, that was kind of our our way of um, being able to, to kind of announce like, yeah, we're still here. Uh, we're working hard to get back to you. And, uh, you know, th that's why we dropped that video. So it just happened to be irony that it was called the return. And, uh, we just kind of played off of that, you know, like just kind of built off of it. And, uh, same with the return of tour, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a nod back to that, to that single and that video. Um, but yeah, so the, the whole thing kind of just, that whole thing kind of happened by accident, but it was, it was interesting how it all played out. It's definitely, kind of ironic and fun when uh, like those little like coincidences and stuff like that like life throws your way 
it's it's always cool like you know the stuff that isn't planned it has like the coolest kind of like it lines up perfectly even without even trying to plan it for sure yeah and i mean like it, it was obviously the circumstances weren't happy or you know funny or interesting but you know like yeah, it, it's, yeah you look for again you look for the silver linings i guess and uh you know um yeah just it's, it's ironic it's 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 interesting for sure it definitely, definitely is. I'm not, yeah, uh, saying funny for the the incidents involving it, but uh, just interesting how how it lines up. You know, Absolutely. just a little uh, life gives you a little nod like that. Uh, but I did want to talk about since you did touch on the um, the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, so you had to wait to release music for you guys. Was it um, challenging to find stay like ways to stay active uh, because you were waiting to release music, or like how'd you? Um, uh, get through uh, the pandemic? Yeah, so I mean, um, the COVID pandemic uh, hit us pretty hard. Um, we had, um, uh, you know, so the band has always kind of been scattered all over the place. We've kind of had members from a lot of different areas and that kind of thing. And um, we've gone through quite a few members in the band over the years, um, just trying to find the right guys and that kind of thing. And uh, uh, everybody had actually just moved out to Western Wisconsin to, uh, you know, to do the band, you know, full time and make sure that we were able to be close to each other and start writing together more and, you know, do all the things that are difficult to do when you're remote. And um, uh, we had just gone to radio uh, with Fireproof, which, um, you know, which, which that was our first commercial radio success that we had had. And, um, you know, we were supposed to go out on tour to support that radio single. Um, in May and, you know, everything shut down, I think in March, March. or something. Yeah. So, um, in late February, I think is when we started our radio campaign. So, um, that's a bad time to dump like tens of thousands of dollars into radio, unfortunately, is like right before a pandemic and right before your tour gets canceled. Um, so yeah, so that hit us really hard. Um, everybody kind of ended up moving back home and uh just pursuing college and work and life things and doing you know non-band things because we couldn't do band things so um yeah i mean we did we were pretty quiet you know to be honest uh most of uh the COVID pandemic um and then you know unfortunately uh you know like we, we lost a couple of members uh you know during that time too with the with the pandemic and uh you know um so yeah it, it, we just we were pretty quiet during most of the the covid stuff yeah definitely i can imagine i know uh yeah, it was a very dramatic you know shift of like how uh, the world operated and stuff and unfortunately you know, no one has a crystal ball or if you do well i don't know about it but uh you know starting in february and then immediately like less than a month later the whole world shut down no tour all that stuff um, it was unfortunate, but I'm glad, uh, you know, you guys, uh, made the most, you know, out of everything, uh, obviously you were quiet, but now obviously you guys are coming back and coming back very hard with, you know, the return of tour and stuff. So for, for you, is there, um, one or two things that you, uh, learned about yourself because of the pandemic? Um, I think, um, I think one thing that I learned, um, it is to like push my limits. Um, and I, and I, I 
learned a lot about my work ethic, I think, um, you know, and, and other guys in the band, you know, their work ethic, um, you know, just trying to keep things afloat and, and, you know, like, uh, uh, during the pandemic, you know, I was, I was running most of the show and, uh, it, 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 uh, it really pushed me to my limits and, you know, made me realize, uh, you know, what my boundaries were, I guess. Um, and then, I mean, um, I'd say too, like, like just, we learned a lot about fan interaction and stuff like that. I think too, like, um, um, how to better communicate with fans online and that kind of stuff. Cause we've always been a live band. Um, that's always been kind of our primary thing. We've never been much of an internet band. And, uh, you know, I think it definitely forced us to have to, to, to communicate with our fans online a lot more, which, you know, it's not that we didn't want to communicate with those people. It's just that we were communicating with them all the time in person, you know, cause we were out on the road and seeing these people and hanging out with these people, but like being, quarantine like that like forces you to try to figure things out a little bit differently online and and you know we've we've tried to stick with that now we try to do both you know um but uh but yeah the, like that was definitely an interesting thing that we learned i think yeah definitely it was you know i i know a lot of bands had to you know figure out because many bands were you know live bands you know they love the the fan interaction stuff so again when when all this happened not you know people weren't um properly equipped to you know do like this live stuff and you know i i used to do in-person interviews and i had to do like switch to this so i was like okay what do i need I need a mic camera all this stuff so it is you know it's good i still like doing interviews like this but now i'm starting to do in-person interviews which is really awesome but yeah you had to you know shift and do everything and communicate uh just all through uh the internet and you know i think people got used to it but now i think people are uh you know, obviously they're ready to um, experience the in-person interaction now. Yeah, and we, we're into both of those things now. now. Now we love the internet interaction. We try to, I mean, like we're always trying to, you know, respond to every single comment and uh, every single post about us. Um, that's something we pride ourselves on. We really work hard to try to keep up with all of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, nothing, there's no substitute for being on the road and seeing fans in person and interacting with them in person and, you uh, just being able to hang out that's that's why we do what we do you know this is if we if we did this for the money or the fame or whatever it was like we, we we'd be done a long time ago uh but uh you know it's it's about just like hanging out with fans and and getting to meet people and uh it's really the best part of doing this you, you touched on a, a really good point of you know if you were doing this for the money like bands like you sometimes tell like if they're just doing it for money like they, they don't last very long it's, it's the people of the passion for the music that, you know, that's what continues to drive them. That's why you know, they do all these tours, they do all this music is for the fan interaction because of their passion of music as well. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if you if you can't do it for that reason, you're in the wrong line of work, so. <laughs> no, 100%, also with podcasting too. It's, it's very similar as well. Yeah. I look forward to continuing my conversation with Robbie from Sleep Signals. But right now, let's hear a word from our friend DJ JC at the Brutal Block. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is DJ JC, and I'm one of the DJs over at Super Cool Radio. I host a one-hour metal show 
called The Brutal Block. We have new episodes every Tuesday dropping at noon. So if heavy metal music is something that you're into, then make your way over to The Brutal Block. Throw up the horns and let's get rocking. We were talking a little bit more about uh, the live show. I had some questions. I've kind of gone way out of order depending on you know, how this conversation has been going. Uh, but for you, uh, what is your favorite song to perform live? Um, you know, I think that um, I think it's always kind of been means. Um, I just it's it's just a really great song, and it's um, it's I think probably our most energetic song. It's like one of our higher BPM songs, and um, it's I love opening with that song because you just kind of like come out and kick people in the teeth, like. Um, it's been uh, it's been interesting, like being on some uh, some bigger runs um, and playing in front of a lot of people who haven't you know haven't seen us before, and they're not really sure what to expect. And we open with that song, and like I said, it kicks you in the teeth. It's like it's um, it you know there's a lot of energy in that song, and uh, yeah, I think that's probably my one of my favorites. I, I really like. Um, even though I've only gotten a couple chances to play it live so far, uh, Fireproof is really fun to play live too. Um, just being able to get the, uh, you know, the crowd to, to do the woes and everything with us, you know, like people have learned the song because it, it, it did have some radio success. Um, that that was a really fun song to play, but like I so said, we only got to play it a couple times because then we had the wreck. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back out on the road and playing both of those songs. No, I can definitely see with both of those. Like, it, it has that fan interaction with it. You know, start with means is definitely um, – it really grabs people. You know, it just it, – you hit you hit them hard right at the beginning. It's a perfect way to start. And um, also with Fireproof with, the you know, as you said, the, the woes and everything. Like, I haven't seen you guys live yet. I am definitely looking forward to it. But um, definitely I can see that with the uh, the way the songs are um, – the, the way the songs are, I can definitely see that translating very well live. Yep. For sure. So now, is there a song that you haven't performed live yet that um, you, you know for whatever for whatever reason you haven't performed live that that you really want to? Um, so really, this whole EP, um, like the return, we've only played a couple of song a couple of times as well. Um, in fact, I, I think we've only played the return once. I think we played it one time. And that was it in Kennewick, Washington. Um, we we headlined a show and. Uh, uh, on the last run, bef uh, like so, we we're only like two shows in with POD and from Ashes to New, but we had a few connecting dates on on the way that were headline um, shows on that on that run. So we played. Uh, I know we played the return the one time. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to being able to play that one live. Um, it's uh, there's some really high notes in that song. So, uh, but I've, I've been working actually really hard uh, with the with a really killer vocal coach lately. Uh, who's been able to help me expand my range a lot. So I'm really looking forward to getting out and like actually being able to hit all those notes and everything on that song. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think you're going to kill it every time uh, performing the return live. So I, you know, it's good to hear you're, you're practicing and you're motivated to do it, but I, I think you're going to nail it. Absolutely. I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so uh, since we, you know, we're talking about the live show, we're talking about touring and stuff. Obviously you guys have toured very extensively is there uh, one li life hack that you uh, learned because of touring? 
I think the best life hack that we've learned because of touring is, is the one that most touring bands probably already know about, but it's the planet fitness, uh, life hack. Uh, cause there's, uh, there's a planet fitness in like almost every major city in the country. And, uh, for 20 bucks, man, you get, you get that, uh, that use it anywhere, uh, membership. And, uh, we like to stay, you know, well, we like to stay clean on tour, like ideally. And, uh, we also like to work out and keep in shape and everything when we're on the road. So, um, that is probably my favorite kind of life hack from tour is just like, you get that black card from planet fitness and you get a shower and a good workout every single day. It's awesome. Yeah, that was the first time I asked the question for this season, and I should have saw that coming. I'm surprised I didn't because I had another band last season say, like, if you're going to tour, you need a Planet Fitness Black card. So I should have saw that coming. <laughs> I think, I feel like most touring bands know about it now, and uh, I feel like it's funny when you walk into a Planet Fitness on, on tour Cause they just know they just like, I think they get so many bands coming through. They just know who's in a band. Well, like, they'll, like you'll go and you'll check in and they'll be like, Oh, what band are you in? <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, so it's, um, I mean, granted they see like getting out of a bus in the parking lot and they see you coming in groups of five or six or seven, you know, and they, I think they just kind of assume, but like, um, yeah, it's always funny. Like nine times out of 10, they just, they, you don't even have to say anything. They just know. Has anyone in a plan of fitness uh, recognized you from sleep signals? Um, I don't think so. Not that I remember. Um, we've definitely had some weird, weird ones of those, uh, that have happened. Um, but no, I don't think I'm not a planet fitness. Okay. Well, maybe this tour. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So as I'm wrapping up this interview, I have uh, a new question. I've only asked one other band and I think it's very interesting. I think um, I, I think it'll make you think for at least a little bit. Uh, if you recorded what you considered the most perfect album, but it was never released, would you be content knowing that you recorded it or would you want it released to the public? So, I mean, um, I, I love to write music to share music. So, I, I would have a really difficult time, I think, writing that album and just sitting on it. Like, I feel like um, music is a, is a, I don't know what the word would be for that, but like, like a community, it's a community thing. It's not just, a, it's not like a personal thing. I don't know, like I, I, I take a certain amount of pleasure from like listening to my own songs when we get done with them and they're good and I like it and I love how it came out and everything, but it's just like music is meant to be shared, you know? Like, so I, I, I would definitely not be content with just sitting on it and not releasing it. In fact, when we do, when we do record music or when we release music, it's oftentimes recorded like well before, like sometimes a couple of years prior. And it's really hard to sit on music. You get really excited to share it. And it's so hard to like, just know you've got these bangers sitting there. Like I, we're dealing with it right now. We've been in the studio a lot and uh, we've got some banger songs ready to come out, but we can't release them yet. So it's like, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's, it's, I'm very eager to, to release new stuff. 
I, I can I can definitely see that. And have you ever like uh, been like, oh, I you know, I'm not good with keeping secrets. So as soon as like I know something, or like you know, as soon as like I'm planning to release some, I usually tell some of my friends like, hey, dude, I'm releasing this new interview, or new episode, and something. And uh, I I usually can't contain myself when it comes to stuff like that. I you sound like a little, little bit similar with that, but I always find like holding stuff, uh, especially stuff that I've created, is like some of like the hardest things like to do, and just wait patiently to release it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, dude. The 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 most difficult thing, right, is is that this new stuff that we're working on. Um, Grant and and myself were the only ones that were in the studio working on this on this latest group of songs. There's like five or six songs, and um, the producer that we're working with wants us to hold off showing the rest of the band until the tracks are done. So it's like we can't even tell our own bandmates like what what these songs sound like like grant and i are the only ones that know so yeah like i can feel dude i i know exactly i know exactly what that feels like um and and yeah it's really hard to keep the secret and not and not share that that's gonna be more tough with like you know bandmates of not not like uh you know talking about it uh, and stuff because usually you know, it's it's just me and it's me and some friends. But like people, you know, you play, you perform music with, and you still can't talk to them about the new music. That's got to be incredibly hard to keep secret. It's super hard, and I know it's harder for them than it is for Grant and me. Uh, but um, yeah, like it, I, and I feel super bad about it because they want to hear it so bad. And like, um, you know, they from every different direction, like coming up with reasons why they should, you know, like we gotta be able to learn the songs, you know, so like. We want to get a head start on on learning these songs and being able to play them live and stuff. And it's like, I can't show them to you. Like the producer would be mad at me. <laughs> That's a good angle to approach, though, for them. Though that's clever, <laughs> right? But yeah, it didn't it didn't work. We we still have not shared these songs with them. Soon, very soon. We're just we're putting on the finishing touches. It's going to be really soon, and then they can hear. It. Well, I definitely look forward to, you know, obviously them, they can uh, get to listen to the music. I am very excited for some new Sleep Single music. But um, as as I'm closing out this interview, so like, what are the plans for Sleep Signals for the rest of this year, but also looking into 2023? So uh, new music, um, hopefully some new videos. We haven't filmed them yet, but um, we're, we're working on the details for that. Um, so uh, I'm expecting another five or six songs. We'll probably release singles again um, and then put them out on an EP later. Um, and then um, just a lot of tour, man. Like we, we've got a lot of, like, so we got a lot of ground to cover. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we've played 45 states, U.S. states uh, thus far um, in our career. And uh, that's a lot of shows to be able to cover all those states, you know, especially when some of your states are Texas and California where you got, you, you book eight shows in one of those states, you know. Um, so we've got a lot of ground to make up. Um, and then I know we're planning to make another really big radio push, uh, early next year, probably first quarter as well, uh, with one of these new singles. So, um, it's going to be just busy, 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 and, uh, just trying to get out there, put ourselves out there as much as we can. Well, I definitely, I hope the best for all of you guys. Uh, and I, I'm just curious before, before we sign off, uh, what are the five states you, uh, have not performed at yet? Alaska, Hawaii, Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire. Okay. All right. Well, 
I, I hope you guys do get to uh, Alaska and Hawaii might be slightly hard, but definitely uh, the uh, Upper East Coast is definitely doable. Yeah, and I've been to all of uh, – there are only three states I have – well, two states I haven't been to, Hawaii and Vermont. So um, we, we've even been to a couple states. We just haven't played the shows in those states. So we're going we're gonna to work on that too. Well, I definitely look forward to all the great stuff. As I said, uh, safe travels for the return of tour. Hope you guys kick as much ass as possible on that tour, and uh, everyone has a great time. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Of course. For Robbie of Sleep Signals, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. <laughs>